Before we get into it, I need to remind you that I've got a Patreon. If you don't know what that is, it's where people can support their favorite content creators. And it's where I can basically create premium and behind the scenes content to help traders profit more on their football index journeys and basically help them become better traders. If you go over to patreon.com forward slash FI guide, that's patreon.com forward slash FI guide, you can basically check out the four different tiers on offer. Three pounds basically gets you the early access to the podcast and also five minutes extra on every Sunday figcast out there. The five pound offer gets you a monthly blog post and a monthly podcast from myself private to those patrons only the eight pound tier gets you access to the fig discord which is a place where some of the best traders on the platform hang out and chat and uh, it's it's really awesome really enjoy it in there and the 12 pound tier gets you access to fig webinars which is where all the juicy stuff is that is where people guests or myself come and do a webinar every month for you know 45 50 60 minutes and last month's was by fi sigmund on the psychology of football index which i really really enjoyed and i'll definitely be putting out some snippets of that on youtube and such so do go check out the patreon p-a-t-i-e-o-n.com forward slash f-i guide here's the legal stuff from football index fi is a gambling product available to customers in certain territories aged 18 or over the content of this podcast has not been approved by football index but they do listen to the show to keep me on my toes please remember to only gamble what you can afford to lose be gambleaware.org and when the fun stops stop hello and welcome back to the thickcast extra episode 44 as always joined by sporting panda how are you doing Good afternoon, Fig. How are you? I'm all right, mate. Yeah, you doing well? Yeah, not too bad. What was that intro music? That is the NWO Wolfpack thing. Okay, so nice. people out there will know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nice. Funky. Nice. Different. Just ease myself in. I'm not quite in top gear today. I'm oh no. Okay. I've uh, you know last week people said I put on a clinic. I've been. I've had <laughs> so much adulation and. Uh, Let's start with that, right? The yeah. feedback from the from last week's podcast was amazing, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It got just blown up and um, seemed to cause a bit of a, well, is stir the right word? I would say healthy discussion. Uh, I, I think you've got to look at both sides of the coin when we talk about it. But um, it was a good podcast, I thought. I thought there were some good ideas, intelligent thoughts put out there. I can also see some line of thinking around we just need to hold and have stability now. Um, because we have had a lot of change this year, but perhaps we'll go into that later on some of the questions. But any, mm, I don't absolutely. know, did you enjoy it? Anything you wanted to share on last week? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think uh, the the feedback was great because people were sharing it, even though they didn't agree with everything. Which meant that uh, I think similar to the blog that I posted that same day, where you know people will respect good debate and good discussion. And I think sadly, what I've seen on the on the timeline at the moment is people maybe taking things out of context, talking about things that aren't the things that have been discussed recently, um, maybe focusing on on things that aren't root causes. And I, I mean, you know, I'm kind of having a browse here and people talking about kind of volatility and, you know, it's normal. And I think volatility is normal in all markets. But I think 
we have to think about the root cause of the volatility that we're seeing currently. And I think the root cause is illiquidity. Um, so I don't really blame people being like, oh, it's it's very volatile right now because it's potentially, and many would say, volatile for quite little reason. Yeah, I mean, I think about... The- I know the rebates just ended, for example, and yeah, buy-side yeah, comms yeah, have, have yeah. come in, but I, I still, I don't know, I think there is... It- you know, when when the root cause is illiquidity, and we know that's coming, it's very hard to compartmentalise the volatility we're currently seeing and thinking about it and being like, oh, it's okay. So yeah, I mean, football index for me was a pupae or a larvae. I need to think about that, and I should know that because I'm an insect specialist. But what I mean by that is, I think we had a product pre sort of COVID. Actually, you can probably um, draw a line quite neatly there in terms of how it was set up and how we used it. And people learned to look at green and learned to enjoy the profit. And we had probably a few users that were purely in it as as kind of startup investors and then gamblers and that wanted to move on. So that that was one one stage of the life cycle. Now we're morphed in through the cocoon to to try and turn into this beautiful butterfly that stands alone and has a vibrant market full of volume of trades and commission. And commission can generate enough funds to to kind of let the business stand alone. Um, but we're, we're, the butterfly isn't formed yet, and we're not there. It's like a gammy butterfly with one wing. So, you know, um, it, it's the reason that I think we had the show last week, and the reason that I've been talking about where the product goes and if, if there is any improvements to be made. And I guess we can debate the speed of it. It's because I think quite simply, I've said this for months, this isn't anything new. And it does make me laugh when I see some tweets out there saying, oh, why do you want tiered PB talking about this group of collective accounts? And is it because Sancho missed out by a couple of points? I mean, number one, SMDP as it was, or th- some threshold based dividend was around since March or April. And I wanted it to be a part of the July increase. And we thought it would be. Um, secondly, on one hand, I'm a, I'm a top end pumper who holds loads of Sancho and Trent and Mbappe. And now I've discussed maybe adding some value and thinking about the lower end. You know, I, I'm accused of things down there or we are. So I, you can't really win. But the, the bottom line is that we all want the product, especially, you know, people I talk to, we want it to be world-class and the best it can be and the elite football betting exchange in the world, which it can be, of course. And I merely question, is the product in the right state at the moment to, to take us there? Now, I think most people I talk to, even the ones that don't want change, they agree that it isn't in its final state. So, right. So we can agree on that. And even the vocal accounts that are demanding no change actually agree uh, behind the scenes that it does need change what they what we seem to be disagreeing on as a community and it's not really our role anyway although we do a podcast so we share an opinion and obviously football index will handle this behind the scenes is how quick the product change occurs i'm someone that doesn't i've got change fatigue we have seen so much change in 2020 i'm exhausted by it and i think the accounts that want change gradually over the next three to five years softy sloft you know soft phasing in of bits and pieces it just handcuffs us you know have we got this hint of global media so is Mbappe going to be explosive in L'Equipe and marker if he moves to Madrid or is the PB matrix going to be tweaked and changed so therefore yeah and if we continually keep tweaking things I don't understand how big investors and gamblers can park their money here 
and and have faith in the platform. I, that's why I'm in the school of thought and I'm open to, and, I, and I'm open to hearing the other side of it. And I may well be wrong and naive. And I've had lots of good discussion this week about things of getting this done quickly and getting it sort of into a final state and walking away and then letting the platform flourish by itself and letting us set up because we need all types of trader on this platform. I'm afraid as much as, you know, I hate this big versus small, they versus us toxicity that's driven by certain accounts. And there's no need because our, we all have the same interest. We all want football index to succeed and thrive. And we need short-term traders, small traders, big traders, passive traders. You know, the, a lot of the, the big players on the index um, where maybe bigger accounts would store their money, you know, that gives an anchorage and that gives some stability to those prices. And then football is so beautiful. It does the volatility for you because we've got, well, for, you know, that's the beauty of this. Like, you know, we're never, you've got change of tactics, change of manager. You've got uh, in and out of form. You've got injuries. Like the football is so, ever changing. So you're always going to have that nice volatility, which sits on top of the index. Um, but this underlying, is this going to change? Is that not going to change? Let's just keep kicking the can down the road. Let's do it slow, slow, slow. How do you really, I don't know. How do you really attract and get the big money? in? Because we are in an identity crisis. I've been saying that as well for months where it's slightly too complicated again for its new users. And it's not quite ready for maybe more sophisticated traders. Someone told me last week that we were trading blind and all the books have given us partial vision and obviously shares in circulation will give us more vision. And there's lots of new tools and, and bits and customization we can have to make this an elite trading platform. Um, and I just want it done ASAP almost like we ripped the plaster off with all the books and I know people were championing this stability, this wonderful stability we've had over the last couple of weeks. But I think on this show, we've said, look, it's really good. There was some resistance on on certain players that were found and the bottom was, was sort of found. But nothing's really changed and it's yeah. still very delicate. And yeah. it will be for a while. And, and patience is needed here, folks. Yeah, absolutely. I think when ASP did the debate that we did with PB Man and Luar Luar and yourself, that was a really great show back in... Uh, when was that? Am I right in saying it was over the summer? Well, so, I know. Like, we, a few we months had a, ago. We had a chat with Lua Lua and uh, that was April, May time. Yeah, yeah. So obviously pre-big first dip. Um, and I think I remember at the time, and this was before offers as well, right? So, you know, let me set some context there. My argument was that the PB matrix change, because that's exactly what we were debating, for example, was very low on the list, right? And... Now that order books are here, and if people are talking about changing the structure of dividends and maybe the matrix has to change to suit that new structure, I, I guess that's a bit different. But I want to clarify, because you mentioned tier PB. The conversation that we had with ASP last Thursday was not about tiered PB. It was about rewarding scores or elite performances, right? Yes, it was so, around attracting new users. And I think me and you have had a billion ad bonnet about that around... You know, I've always had mates sit down, use the platform. There are a variety of dividends at the moment. I guess you could call them four streams, team of the month, MB, PB, IPD. Um, well, there are four streams. How easy and how simple is that and how intuitive is that with the different deadlines is one question. Um, and the second question is when you watch a performance and a player, I mean, I remember Raheem Sterling at the start of last season hit a hat-trick away at um, West Ham or West Ham away. I forgot their ground. And 
you know, he hit an arbitrary score of about 2-1-2, 2-2-2, didn't win anything. And that's quite difficult to explain why a performance of that standard, which is on the back of the papers and all over the press, isn't getting any type of reward. And it might be fine as it is now, but I just, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with discussing it. The timing of it, I guess you could question that, but I have my own thoughts on that. Um, but yeah, we, there was nothing around tiered PB and rewarding mediocrity, you know, paying out first, second and third just for the sake of it. I mean, we may have a day, a gold day with loads of football matches, but only two players put in a world-class performance and get rewarded on this threshold based dividend, you know? So yeah. it's not tiered PB, is it? That's I don't know quite where the tiered PB yeah, is. Yeah, I don't really know where that's come from. I think that... So we had a really long discussion with someone um, who's who's a pro gambler earlier today. Mm. Um, you know, we won't name what they are, but who they are. He might not but, want to be named. Yeah, of course. And <laughs> w- w- one, of the, one of the things he said was too complicated. It yeah. looks like there's a load of things bolted onto it. Um, he also said that he was a bit confused about the three year thing and which is why we discuss having this kind of ref- refresh function. Yep. And it was really interesting to it hear was. It was. like the complexity side of things, because when you zoom out and you look at it from an objective viewpoint, I think I had a really good uh, discussion with FIL that for the podcast that goes out this Sunday. And I was like, well, you know, if this thing started tomorrow, what would it look like? Would team of the month be the payouts that they are? And, and would it be for as select a few groups of players as possible? Because if we think about team of the month, it's not that far away from what we've just, what we talked about with uh, ASP last week. No. You are rewarding with team of the month, you're rewarding a, a combination of the three top scores of that month. And yep. we're talking about, or we were talking about on the last show, rewarding performances over a certain threshold where they meet a you know a point that is very 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 good that's it all about connecting football index and that app in our hands to the football pitch on the screen and look a delicate discussion um but i think a debate worth having and, and worth worth listening to both sides yeah, for um, sure. Because I understand, I understand the stability side of things. I understand wanting for sure. nothing to be done. But when you're in, like, we're not, things are going to change between now and three months, now and nine months, now and 12 to 18 months. Whether it, that's structural, platform, mechanical, liquidity wise, IPOs, whatever it may be, yeah. things are going to change. And I think over pulled it pulled liquidity, overseas expansion. Well, who knows, right? But if people if see? people are looking at this thing now and th- saying, I don't want anything to change or nothing should change, then maybe it's not the platform for them. Because I think things are going to change over the next 12 months. I think if you're listening and you've got money in football index, I think that's something you need to be relatively aware of because we know that the media monitor is going to change we know that um the kind of bid floor type thing is going to change we know that if i want to add being able to buy and sell on the same side doing nothing and standing still when you're in the middle of as you say evolving this thing revolutionizing this thing through a wholesale platform change i just don't think is the right way to think about it and now look we can then debate on a scale how much change and how quickly and when it comes in that's that's a completely different conversation and i think that is the debate to be had and the one that i think is probably gonna stir the best discussion in the community but i I think yeah people looking at it in a black 
black and white fashion where they're like, well, no, that's, leave yeah. everything for a year. Well, yeah. like, really? Can we have this type of media for a year? Well, Come that's, on. that's Twitter for you. And I don't think Twitter does some, some accounts favours because it, it tends to be like binary, black and white, all or nothing. Yeah, which, which is one not. extreme to the other. And I think that's the discussion that needs to be had as, as a community. Um, that's the good discussion. We all can accept, I think, that it's going to be a changing platform over the next year or two. But how much and how quickly? I guess is um, mm. what people could be debating, but and yeah. also I think I mentioned on the podcast that that goes out this Sunday again with FIL. There is another type. There is another discussion to be had in how FI manage those transitions because previously, for example, when media was opened up to the squads um, and etc. and stuff like that, we were fed different statistics that aren't weren't obviously true i'd love to think that when fi come out with this new media monitor they've backtracked forward tested whatever they've done testing wise and they've given us a an abundance of data over who would have won and who, what the discrepancies would have been who would have who would have scored more and less on certain days who would have won over x player on certain days that's the granularity of data that traders now deserve when changes that are big wholesale and change the value of our bets come into play because you have to hold people's hands in these situations. We saw the scenario with offers coming in and not enough trader education out there. It was devastating. I, I put out a video the next day putting in a sell offer of 300 or 900 on Ludovic Blass and he fell 8p and people were like, oh, wow, is it that easy? This is the level that FI need to be pitching things at. And I think whatever changes they make over the 12 months, and again, I'm going to reiterate, there will be changes because of the situation and the, the standpoint and the junction that we're at from a platform standpoint, they need to manage them very, very well. So I don't mind people being nervous right now. Like I don't mind people maybe again, this is going to be cheeky, maybe unfair, maybe changing their opinion because they've changed their strategy. But I think people need to start thinking about this objectively as a platform because we have been told and the way that this model works, this football index model is that we feel like stakeholders in the company even though that we're not so we need to sometimes think about the health of the platform as much as the health of our own portfolios which i would reiterate to people as much as possible and i think there's been a bit too don't want to call it malicious maybe more cynical um accusations that you know oh losing bets of course people won't change but like really like who who has done well over this nine month period people that bought the the absolute bottom in in one fell swoop as their only purchases like there are very very few people on this platform that have done so and i think i mentioned that with owl again but um i mean speaking of owls panda like who what is the most common owl out there do you know no i don't no no it's it's a tea towel <laughs> <laughs> And there's me thinking it was going to be a highly intellectual question. And, you know, you throw that filthy joke at me. We got a very intellectual question later from Stu. He asks me what my favourite bug is. Because you know I'm an insect specialist. Yeah, no, you've told yeah, me Yeah, I've done a module at uni, yeah, yeah, absolutely sailed it. They were like, wow, I can't believe I'm under aphids, you know. Obviously just born with it. But I'll tell Stu now while we're talking about it. Um, the model organism is the um, Drosophila um, mel meligonasta, I believe you pronounce it. It's a fruit fly, basically. Okay. And 75% of the genes that cause disease in humans are also found in the fruit fly. Um, wow. It's a really nice, short, simple reproduction cycle. So you can get through the generations quickly. And they're small, which is great. 
but they aren't as small so that you can't see them without a microscope, if that makes sense. You know, it's not like looking at a tiny bacterium or a small cell, you know, so you can actually see it with your fingertips. So you can keep millions of these in the lab at the same time. And one of the labs I was in had a whole floor of them. Wow. So there you go. So that's the free Pretty impressive stuff, that. Yep, yep. What else have you been up to this week, just quickly? I have not been up to much. Made a video yesterday on the issuance curve that people should check out on YouTube. Go check that out. I don't know what else I did. That's a funny one for new users as well, isn't it? The issuance curve. I mean, we, we all live and breathe this and we understand what's happening. But to a layman or someone on the outside, I mean... If you put 50 grand into Jao Felix, who is just, uh, he's just wonderful footballer, tearing it up, right? He will rise significantly less than if you put the 50 grand into, say, um, I don't know, Trent Alexander-Arnold. Because Trent, the walls above him and the resistance and the offers aren't as thick and they're not minting shares there. Whereas, obviously, Jao Felix is at an all-time high. So you're essentially buying bets off a of football index. And that's just quite an unusual, like, you know, it makes sense to us, but that's quite unusual, I think, for a, a novice on the platform. Yeah, and I, mm. I think there's been a lot of talk about, you know, having patience and having to wait till volumes are increased. Yeah. And I think that that is going to be the case, isn't it? Which I think is, so. Uh, and frustrating for people maybe that hold at those prices. But the other thing I want to say is that like, if those players do perform consistently and very well, they will break those barriers no matter how much yes there is there right we've seen Correct. it with Kimmich we've seen it with Jao Felix we've seen it with Giroud last night like there are going to be events that f- just force trader hands correct um quick couple of trivia questions for you uh number one trivia. did you know now that there are three basketball players from the same family in the yes NBA? the Ball Brothers the Ball Brothers correct yeah. and one run rookie of the year which leads me on to my second question for the NFL fans out there I don't think you'll know this but there is a family of brothers three of them that play in the NFL. Is one of them uh no, I don't know. No, go on. Uh, Who are they? JJ Watt, tight end for the Texans. Ah, TJ Watt, defensive okay. end for the Steelers. And Derek Watt, I believe, who is a fullback for the Steelers. Wasn't so, JJ Watt really, really good before he got injured? Yeah, l- probably the best defensive player in the league, and he's a big Chelsea fan. Really? Um, Weird. And then the Steelers played, I've been watching a lot of NFL. Steelers played last night. COVID has hit NFL badly. Because remember, I was telling you at the weekend, yeah. um, oh, what's the guy's name? The, the, I've never seen this scenario before. Uh, Kendall Hinton, who was a practice squad wide receiver for Denver Broncos, had to literally step up at the last minute and play quarterback because all of the quarterbacks were taken out with COVID. I've never seen an offensive performance as bad as that. And then last, how did he, how did he do in the quarterback? Um... Oh my god, he was awful. I think he was one for nine. He threw nine passes all night and he completed one of them. <laughs> He's literally woeful and then even last night the ravens baltimore ravens played a grudge match against the steelers and they had oh maybe 15 to 20 missing through covid so it's all sport is just being heavily affected still and we see it in our own beloved football and football index because obviously i think the five subs no pre-season so you weren't getting exposure to those youngsters injuries muscle fatigue it's just harland Harland, we all thought was a robot yeah, exactly. It's really playing havoc. Um, yeah, cricket seems to be back on, though, for anyone that likes cricket out there. I've been watching a lot of <laughs> Australia versus India through the night, which has affected the circadian rhythm. Um, <laughs> but cricket's sort of back and up and running. New Zealand, West Indies test match. But yeah, football and NFL are, are struggling. I mean, yeah, Harlan getting the hammy. That was... Do you know what I said to you, didn't I? Like, Dortmund, I don't know what they're playing at, but to keep that so close to your chest... Very close until- to the club. 
45 minutes before, yeah. <laughs> before the lineups are announced or whatever. Like it's uh, it's spectacular, isn't it? And I I can't believe they kept I, that under wraps and also kept the uh, extra year contract on Sancho, the hidden yeah. year, as it's known, as it'll go down in history. It's going to be tough to replace 50% of his goals that he scored for Dortmund this season. Yeah, it really will be. He's back off the winter break, isn't he? When is the winter break this year? Oh, I don't actually know. Mm. I don't have the calendar in front of me. I've got it somewhere on an Excel sheet, but I don't know. <laughs> um, right, let's let's talk a little bit about Champions League. Champions Unless League. Any, is there anything else you want to talk about? From what we just Tuesday about? night was fascinating. Group A, um, Atletico Madrid were 1.97, 1.98 in the odds the night before. For those of you who know decimals, if not, look them up and understand them. But And then they were 1.53-ish at kickoff because Bayern played a second string. And for Bayern to get a point with a second string team is devastating. So that's three draws in a row for Atletico. And they're now under quite big pressure because they need to play away uh, to Salzburg, I believe, in the last game. I might check that. I think it might be. So, you know, big impact there on Soboslai, on obviously Dakar for Salzburg. Progression would see them get more exposure or would make them maybe leave in January. Xiao Felix, obviously him going out of the Champions League. Although dropping into Europa wouldn't be a terrible thing. Arguably they'd go further. But again, not good for spotlight and, and sort of, you know, superstar status. So that's that's being Group A. Um, group B, that was just, oh, what a night it was there. Madrid losing. To Shakhtar, did you watch that? I watched that. Yeah, that was fucking terrible from them. They, yeah. do you know what? I said to my friends, and this isn't going to be FI specific, but I said Zinedine Zidane must be one of the weirdest managers in the world because he's clearly a good man manager. He's won what's it, three Champions Leagues? He's won a league title uh, after he came back. But I get the feeling that no players like him. I get the feeling that he isn't really highly rated. And he doesn't play attractive football, if you consider like what type of genius he was on the ball, the magic that he would produce as a footballer. You'd expect to see some sort of flair and creativity in the teams that he manages. It's so weird, isn't it? The pragmatism that he plays with and somehow seems to succeed, but like really horribly. <laughs> does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, it kind of does. I mean, there is something in Zidane there, but it's kind of a bigger picture for me. Because we spoke about this before, haven't we? That they're on the downhill now. You know, the Modric, the the Ramos, the Cruz, the Benzema's, who's actually maybe not the downhill, but Cristiano, who's left. Um, th- those players are just dropping off their peak performance levels, and um, they're not they've not got away with the Eden Hazard signing. Let's be honest. You know, <sighs> we've got blew a, a lot of money later. there, and they're just <laughs> struggling. And I don't know how talented they are. When I see Lucas Vasquez playing, I mean Rodrigo Vinicius, we like, but they're not established superstars yet. They're going to be in and out in their performances. So, you know, Madrid are just just on the down. Um, and from into, an FI perspective, yeah, FI at, at Madrid, there are this collection of youngsters: Odegaard, Rodrigo, Vinicius. Yeah. It doesn't seem like any of them feel that attractive at the moment. Not at the moment. Because on, on Football Index, we, we tend to have the less is more initially excitement, like the glittery, glamorous new toy. I'm not sure how much we have that under an order book system. But in the old days with the protection that was there, you know, any little glimmer, any Cruyff turn, any piece of magic would be plastered all over the timeline. <laughs> and those prices, you know, you were having players in non-PB leagues at a higher price than arguably a 20-year-old who's playing for a mid-table Serie A club. And, you know, the 20-year-old at a mid-table Serie A club is putting out decent output, but not tearing up, you know, tearing it up. Um, and 
Yeah, just, like he was he was lost compared to these glamorous non PB Dutch superstars, and um, it's kind of leveling out now a little bit. But yeah, that, those Madrid youngsters, um, yeah, it's like hold sort of wait and see, isn't it? Um, and then Inter, uh, that was a fabulous result for them away to Munchen Gladbach. Very so good result. They should now beat Shakhtar at home, and well, well, still, <laughs> yeah, I'd say well, yeah, they're still not. There are they fully? Um, it's group be a big C and game. D. Madrid's last game. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, nothing. Re- wasn't blockbuster, was it that night in terms of PB and the index? Mm, not really. And then Wednesday, Fig. Did you watch anything? I mean, I watched Liverpool. That was Tuesday. You watched Liverpool, okay? Sorry, that was Tuesday. I watched Liverpool on Tuesday. So I watched the I watched the Madrid game and then I watched the Liverpool game. Yep. Um, okay. Yeah. And then I last mean, night, obviously, United was the big one. How Fred? Didn't get. Sent. I mean, I've never. I can't think in twenty years of a more dubious decision. I just couldn't believe it. Really, I just, like, he's put his head into. Didn't I mean, it? I can Paredes. give you one. When uh, who was it? When <laughs> Chamberlain got sent off instead of Kieran Gibbs oh, that yeah. time. It's <laughs> probably more dubious. Yeah, that probably was. Too bit of hyperbole for me. Yeah, hyperbole. Hyperbole. You guys get picked hyperbole. up on that. Yeah. But it's but if it's okay, it doesn't matter. I'm wrong. Um, yeah, no, I watched and then yeah, the next day I watched the yeah, of course, United mm. PSG game, and I thought pff, Neymar was just ridiculous. I was saying to my housemates when we were watching, I was like, just imagine being that good at football. Yeah, I know it would be well. I had snippets of it in my in my glory days. Um, <laughs> you know, I can't say it's completely alien to me that level, but you know, it, it would be good to be able to sustain it. I oh, saw right. something about the something at the market, mate. A really good tweet here from a chess player um, I know called Index Guy, who's been on your podcast. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is so bizarre. I think I saw him once outside a, of an event. Okay. Um, I don't know why I didn't say hello to him, but anyway, he's t- tweeted a photo of some oscillating waves. So peaks and troughs up and down and then the peaks and troughs narrow yeah thin out and i do think we are going to see that i mean today there was a, another slight downturn this morning stabilized fairly quickly i have to say but yeah. we're gonna have this and stability patience is the key words i know it's not not necessarily easy to do but you can trade mm. it um trade the volatility in and out um and, and make the best of it but still i have to i have to reiterate i don't think this is the way you know i think we can do that and make a little bit of side money but still we, we need more in the new year and moving forward and it's perfectly okay again it's not black and white it's perfectly okay to think that on one hand football index need prices to grow and they need liquidity to massively increase so that people can trade in and out of positions more quickly and they need people to build portfolios for the long term to think that but also at the same time to think there is some short money to be had in exactly. scalping. The mutually exclusive. It's not like I. I, I think there the is irony. this. I think there is this. Oh well, you know, you want this to happen, so why don't you just do this? It's like, well, you can actually think A and also do B, or think A and think yeah, B yeah. is profitable. Enjoy the short-term trading. Enjoy the volatility. Absolutely, but you know, you've got to know in the back of your mind that if we just operated at this level and traded volatility for the foreseeable future, then I'm afraid football index wouldn't be around in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, uh, anyway, sobering. Go on. Uh, no, yeah, United, United PSG. So, yeah. United PSG. Uh, I thought they were, f- that they were there for the taking PSG. I thought, 
um, could well, have been they another. Were, Cavani, they could have been another big media day for, for Cavani, couldn't it? Yeah, and I called that Cavani, didn't I? As my yeah, lead did. candidate on the round table, who's going to win most media between now and Christmas? I called out Cavani, and, and you were probably looking, you were probably what like half a yard off, weren't you? Half a yard off, yeah, in the super forecasting ability. So <laughs> um, you'll take that. I'll take that to be honest, because that like that chip goes in last night, which hits the bar. Media for days on him against the mm. old club. Media at the weekend when they come back against Southampton. Mm. So, wasn't it? Marcus Rashford looked good again against PSG. Yeah, although again, signal to the bench about his shoulder and wasn't taken off. There's something about Ollie and running oh. players into the ground that absolutely infuriates me. And why didn't he take Fred, <laughs> didn't off, take at Fred off at half time or even before half time? Like, he was. It's just, I don't hate Ollie as much as others. I think he's okay. I think he's had a really good reset at the club, but he just. Tactically, oh, he was outclassed that game as well. Yeah, it frustrates me. Frustrates By a manager me. who's under absolute duress. Yes, agreed. Um, but no, decent couple of nights. But index-wise, I'm a, yeah, fairly flat, you know, little bits and pieces. Haaland was a sizable drop last night for those that were on him uh, with the torn hamstring. But there was some buying back a little bit today. But, you know, fairly quiet, I would say, on the Western front. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, any other Champions League action? I don't think so. I'm keen to to do questions. Want to get in some questions? Okay, I cool. So. People keep messaging me about this Ireland. Well, let's see if they do. If it's in the question, I'll. Yeah. They keep. I've been hinting and teasing this for three weeks, and the longer it goes, if it's a three month build up, the world's most dangerous islands, it's going to be an anticlimax. <laughs> <laughs> people are going to expect like a fucking David Attenborough yeah, exactly and me to have been there with photos and do guided tours of these islands the longer we leave it but anyway we'll leave it another week but for those of you who keep messaging me sorry oh and also for people that messaged me about the Herman Miller chairs thank you so much three people in the community I don't necessarily want to give out their names are they expensive oh they are but not in the how, how right places to look expensive um, you can get re- refurbished or conditioned ones but they, um, Come on, how much are we talking? Well, uh, for a new one, uh, comfortably over a thousand. Fucking hell, for a chair? Jesus yeah, Christ! Yeah, yeah. People, I need to. I'm in the wrong fucking business, mate. People are selling chairs air. for a thousand quid. Fuck yeah. me! Oh my you know word! Look, if you know where to look, mate, then you know, and you've got to study. You know, you stick a few of them in there. I'm looking for a collection. <laughs> Jesus Christ! A thousand quid for a chair? Unbelievable, Jeff. Um, Right, okay. As you get the questions up, I'm going to plug The Athletic. Okay. Um, this podcast is sponsored <laughs> to you by The Athletic. Uh, the Athletic is a sports subscription news site that you guys should definitely check out. Some awesome long-form articles there recently. Um, go over to theathletic.co.uk forward slash fig for a 50% uh, discount on all your subscriptions. Uh, you get it for £2.49 a month, which is a pretty good deal. Did you see that? Sorry. I'm, okay. I'm going to plug The Athletic again. But did you see the article about... Um, Ibra and his image rights and that stuff. Have you seen no, that? No. So Ibra, Mino Raiola are basically saying to EA that they're not allowed to use his face. Why are they saying that? I don't know quite why, but the other side of the coin, and the argument is that because the EA or whoever have an agreement with Milan, they are. But there is some dispute there. But have you not seen Zlatan's tweets recently? He's literally tweeting, no. like, why are you using my face? It's fucking crazy. Like, don't check really? it out. But I read a I really good that. article by, I forgot who it was, uh, on The Athletic about it and, like, what's going on, which is really, really interesting. I've been too busy. You know Zara McDermott's back in the gym? 
Is she? Did you see her Instagram photos? Uh, I haven't yet. Okay. And then they were from yesterday, I believe. Yeah. I guess Black Widow's back in the gym as well. Um, I think a lot of people are back in the gym, mate. Oh, are they? Well, that's... I'm biding my time. You're biding your time. Clearly, you're not... You're not... <laughs> <laughs> I'm biding my time at the moment. And the thing is, I don't want to peak too soon. So I'm just kind of easing myself back into that. Yeah, I reckon you're like a... You're putting it off till the new year, aren't you? No, I would never... It's either now or Easter. I refuse okay. to go and be one of these people that turns up with the shiny new gym kit, the brand new box fresh trainers, and starts working out on the 3rd of January. Hmm. Yeah, right. well, you know. Scathing from me. Right, this is from... First question. Are we ready for questions? We are. We are. Right. Buzzing Paul, friend of the show. Most are. Where should <laughs> Most <new> users- are. <laughs> Where should new users start in their hunt for a profitable strategy in the current FI market? Keep up the good work, both. <sighs> well, I would say um, I would spread yourself quite far and wide if I was starting tomorrow. And I'd actually probably, you know what, I'll say the exact same thing that I said to someone that I know that's asked me about it. Been like, oh, yeah, no, I heard about your podcast, blah, blah, blah. Uh, friend of mine that i that i'm probably going to be working with soon um he said you know how, how do i get into it what should i do and i was just like you know what six weeks just sit on the sidelines just watch it to have like a pretend portfolio or put 10 quid in there just yep. see what happens and then after that maybe increase that initial stake by 40 to 90 pounds to to 100 and then buy a variety of players like 30 40 players and just kind of watch how they move and then i would basically just pick whatever tickles your fancy basically after that i would think about the different strategies that you could potentially employ kind of sitting there holding for dividends um looking at kind of medium to long-term trades uh based on fixtures or transfers or or whatever or kind of a a far shorter term approach where you're not even holding for dividends at all and and just trying to scalp the spreads i guess those are the the yep. three or four different I'd, things that you can try and do. I'd probably, but... just, th- I'd probably just throw in buy injured players. Because, <laughs> you know, why not? Give that a go. He's where I started. Seems a fairly safe and easy way to make money, depending on the injury. But, you know, I'd imagine Haaland would be back up in uh, six to eight weeks. But it's slow rise, but I think that's a decent strategy. for. Gun to your head. The question is, will he be higher than £7.40, which is his most recent peak? <sighs> uh, maybe about that. Okay. What's his peak price? Eight sixty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it'll be there, but maybe sort of similar to £7.40-ish. I'd do okay. injuries and I'd also just buy some young, attra- attractive, <laughs> sounds wrong, um, young, explosive footballers with potential who have been sold off in the bucket load. So mm. they haven't got a huge downside attached to them and they've got quite a big upside, a bit like hudson Adoy when he burst on and played well that night and shot yeah. up quite a bit. Yasiki. Um, he hadn't dropped, but, you know, that, that type of thinking. Mm. Right. Um, early question for Panda this week. If you were drafted in last second to play quarterback for the Denver Broncos against the mm. Saints, what would your stat line be? Please tell me what the context is. Why is it particularly the Broncos against the Saints? Oh, that was the game I was That was the other quarterback game. That was the other quarterback game. Well, the fame, the most famous one of the year that was where Denver had literally zero quarterbacks and they had to bring a practice wide receiver in. How did Kendall he do? Hinton. That's what I was talking to Frog about on the timeline a little bit. Um, yeah, so if I had, what would my stat <laughs> How line? did he throw? Who? The guy. Oh, Kevin no, he Hinton. was the guy I told you about, one for nine. Oh, okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last night's was the Ravens' backup quarterback, and 
He wasn't much better, but he was a legitimate NFL quarterback. At least he'd had starting experience in the past. Right, so okay. He wasn't terrible. But uh, Denver, throw him out a stat line for him. I'd probably be 25 completions for about 35 attempts. So high <laughs> completion ratio because I've got an exceptionally accurate arm. But when I used to skim stones at the beach, again, people would actually say like, crikey, who is that? Because I'd get it to skim at least 10 to 11 times against the waves. Incredible arm on me. So... Decent accuracy, 25 for 38, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and probably 325 yards. Okay. Right, form cruncher. Panda, please pick your best all-time international five-a-side team of bald players. Uh, that's my challenge. Fig, your one is please pick your best all-time international five-a-side team of really hairy players. Okay. I've always wanted to know who would win. Okay. So I've got two so far. I've got Giggs and Gattuso. Can I have those? Yeah, Giggs had a beautiful rug of a chest. Mm. And I'm took pretty sure Gattuso's hairy as well. Yeah, he be would be. He would be. Giggs, Gattuso, bloody hell, who's in goal? It's hard to find hairy players these days because they're all waxed. So do you see Erling Haaland's legs today? Yeah, you can't find the good old-fashioned hair like you used to. Um, um, so I've got Gattuso and I've got Giggs. Yeah, I want to help you actually, but I'm kind of too busy trying to jot down my names here. <sighs> I was going to say Gaza, but is he hairy enough? And also, it's all G's as well. Wow, that's pretty interesting. Pick, pick Gaza, because we've got to get through okay, this. Okay, yeah, I'll take him. Um, Hang on, I'm just jotting my, I'm just jotting my names down here on, with my quill in my... In my uh... So I've got... Right. So I've got... So I've got... I'm, I'm also going to take Flamini. Yeah. So I've got Giggs, Gattuso, Gaza and Flamini so far as part of my fight beside him. So I need a keeper. And I'm going to go for David Seaman. Very good. There we go. I'm playing Monkey Rush, so the keeper's going to be out and about wandering. Um, You've got so many bald keepers to... Oh, you're playing Monkey Rush? Yeah, so I'm going five outfield players on this five-a-side. Right, okay. I could have gone Bartez, but I'm not going to. So I've gone Yapstam. Or Pepe Reina. Yeah, but I, I don't want to pick a keeper because they're boring. I mean, look, okay. at, look at the market. Good yields, but they're not being traded. Right. I've gone Yapstam, Roberto Carlos at the back. Mm. And then I've gone for a, a physical presence up front, someone to look after himself. I've gone for Yang Collar. I think he was bald. He was a six foot seven he was, Dortmund striker. He was bald, yeah. Yeah, okay. You could have John Carew and Yang, Yang Collar up top. I'd have no chance. I'd I may just, do that. I may go, just for, go for the, right. the long ball. Who's that I'm putting on? John Carew. Carew. Right. I'm going Carew and Collar. And then Stam and Carlos at the back. So I need one <laughs> midfielder who can do it all. I'm going Freddie Jungberg. Oh, wow. That is... Pretty good. Pr pretty good. Pretty good five-side. Okay. I'll okay. Win that, I think. Uh, right. My question. Um, oh, SJ Sheffield from the Fig Discord. How has the passing of Pat Patterson affected your ability to trade effectively this week? Yeah. Uh, so Pat Patterson was a wrestling, I guess, legendary character, mind, brain, invented the Royal Rumble, I believe, but I don't know that for a fact. But what concerned me is that some of the guys I was chatting to in the Discord didn't know about the Ring Boys documentary and rumours of him being, um, I don't know, pervert, I guess you'd call it, or indecent oh, wow. with minors. So very severe. Um, oh, so dear. I don't know if they're allegations. I haven't read into it too much, but so I don't know what to make of him really. So it, to be honest, it hasn't really affected my trading wow. too much is the answer. Tom G from the Fig Discord again. Why do you think they didn't continue the rebate in December? Seemed an easy win. Yeah, um, could have been an easy win, uh, but maybe they just wanted it was their first month without any gimmick or not gimmick, yeah. sorry, promotion from July. Maybe they thought, let's just let 
let's just have an organic December and see how we go. And mm. Keep it up our sleeve. Go on, your turn. Uh, Football Index Focus. Would you prefer Fig to hear regular updates weekly from FI about what's happening with their planned product and changes, even if it's limited information? Or do you only want to hear from them when they have something substantial? Can I go kind of in the middle and say oh. a bi- bi-weekly thing would be all right? What, fortnightly updates? Yeah, maybe. Mm. You, you see, we spoke about this to this chap we had this call with tomorrow. He might come on the show actually one day. But um, what, oh, where was I going with that? It was such a good point. Oh, you were talking to me and we were all talking about startup companies, uh, mm. juvenile companies. And the priorities things change, change so quick. Yeah, you know, you set up a task list and a, and a roadmap. But then something pops up, which is quite that you didn't foresee or some staff leave and per, you have personnel issues mm. and you have to revolve and rotate and change. So I don't think we should be holding them necessarily to account on like a hard deadline. No. We shouldn't have, we shouldn't be hearing from them a fortnightly. I don't think. Um, so that's just my opinion there. Okay. Um, Mark Iverson says, why didn't you warn me? It would take half a dozen dog walks to get to <laughs> last week's episode. Well, because as far as I can see from your last 2015 book post, you spoke about receding hairline and expanding waistline. So you need all the dog walks you can get. Oh. Um, wow. I hope yeah. not. <laughs> sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry. It's for people. Burn. For people, listen, for people that go... Go and go to his website, read the book. I'm not taking anything out of turn. It's there in black and white. It's re- it's actually a really good blog. It's it's very detailed, worth printing off and reading. Right. Um, Tom Fennell from the Fig Discord, who actually lives nearby to me. Why, if at all, is it important to have a bid floor? Oh. I go back and forth on this. Um, well... <sighs> Is, I mean, I don't, is it important? I'm not sure it is anymore. I think it will go at some point. Yeah. I just wonder how if I manage that and whether yeah. they wait for something else to I mean, today in. we're in a scenario where you couldn't bid too low on certain players that were dropping because the sellers weren't bringing their offers down. Would you be in favour of and so- scrapping old bids? So if if, if the... Do you know what I mean? Like old yeah. bids seem to be a bit of an issue right now. They do. Visually at least. Visually yes. at least. Yes, I would be open to that suggestion. I need to think about it a bit more. But it seems to make sense on paper initially. There's VWAPs, yeah. there's bid floors, there's oh, the inability crikey. to do X, Y, Z. We're a long Z, way from like, a free market, I know. We're, um, a long, well, we're a long, well, as we mentioned earlier, there's going to be a lot of change. We're a long I way from a finished product. Right now, I've probably gone to her to keep the bid floor. But I think when things come in, like being able to buy and sell on the same side, maybe the ability to bid with uh, your cash balance on multiple players, maybe then they can start uh, Mm, taking it out. mm, mm. It also depends on when liquidity comes in, because if a third-party liquidity provider is coming in, they won't want those parameters. So is it going to coincide with someone like that coming in? I don't know. Who knows? Ginger Pirlo says, do you think there has been too much chatter this week around performance payouts, which may have resulted in creating more unnecessary negative sentiment towards the current product? Is he blaming us, Pirlo? Yes. And there's eight likes on this. So this, Fucking is, this hell, has Pirlo. just been, been destroyed here. Uh, um, let me see who the eight likes are from. Mr. Market. He's a fine one to talk. FI Nautilus. <laughs> don't know him. Chris Barker. Pyronaut. Filthy Investments. Finley Dexter. Mm. FI scientist, 
interesting names there. So anyway, a lot of pressure on that question. So has there been too much chatter? Um, I think I said to you when we went into the next lockdown or this lockdown that we just got in, that people will hyperanalyze a lot. And I think that that would have caused, I kind of predicted, I said to you, I think that's going to cause a lot of people to probably leave. I think that's going to be uh, probably cause a lot of people to talk about things that maybe aren't important. But I suppose, I suppose one of the things, the, I guess the objective of the podcast that we did last week was to get people thinking about the mac, like the, the really big piece of football index and whether or not they could be improved to a level that would benefit everyone because of like future customer growth or, or future market size. I think a lot of that has been lost to what we discussed before. And I understand PLO's question, but I think it's maybe it's stimulated some poor discussion, but I think above all, from the feedback that we've got, um, which was really, really great for the, the two to three days after that. I think more recently that discussion has become a bit choppy and maybe it's kind of lost its way a little bit. And it's always harder to do things over Twitter where you can't get tone over the line and excellent, you know, those those types of things. It's, it's very hard to have civilized or uh, good debates with people over social media it's even hard to do it over whatsapp or text you know you you sometimes send a message and you're like oh shit that's actually that sounds quite short with someone or that sounds quite um quite rude but what we we were able to do the last two times that uh, asp came on once with the debate and once with this uh discussion that we had last thursday was really talk about things to the point where we agreed about certain things and kind of put a pin in others and i think at this point we're in a situation where there is going to be change it's just how much and i think people need to get themselves in that mindset and, and think about where on the scale you feel comfortable with from a change standpoint our friend asp says um Please address the tiered PB score dividend talks regarding the former. Could you explain in more detail the pros and cons of what we have now? PBIPD team of the month. Um, why innovate? Why simplify? Why now? I would. I, I don't think there's time to answer that, although I, I want to for him, but maybe I will again next week. We covered that a little bit at the start of the show. Why, I would why simplify customer acquisition? Why now? Yeah. Because we've lost a lot of customers and the people that are left are the long, hard money that really believe in this product. Um, what are the, the pros and cons I guess the cons of the current system that we have is that if you were starting football index tomorrow would you structure the dividends as they are right now the answer is probably no right so that in turn means that there is something fundamentally wrong with it doesn't it this is this is this is I mean to you know Mr. Market's hot on liquidity uh, as we all are but liquidity to me right needs time to build and it needs can to be it, combination between natural and, can it and third build, party. I asked the community and I asked him and he can comment and reply. Can it build if people are chucking players after every game? You know, you need an incentive to hold beyond hoping for that one or two percent chance of a PB win. Um, but it's also it's my, also the, the thing I that we discussed hold, last can, week. Yeah. Can enough people hold is, is the question. It's the, the, the thickness, the stimulation of those good performances, because I would think that people holding Haaland feel slightly underwhelmed 
after being the best striker in Europe for a month, that the, the payout that they received was uh, less than the totality of the IPDs that accumulated. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Once, yeah, so that's... that's and look, that's, Team that's of the Month looks. might increase in the future. Yep. Right. But is it going to move the needle? That's the question from a trading sample. Anyway, let's move on. Okay, Robbo. Oh, God, well, sorry, it was your question, but I'll just answer Robbo's quickly because he always asks, asks questions, Robbo. CFC. Giroud or Tammy, long-term versus short-term? <sighs> I mean, long-term, Tammy. Short-term, Giroud's probably... Well, I actually, Tammy both for me. I liked him. Really? Abraham. I quite I always like Tammy Abraham. I the always th- have liked him a lot. So one of my friends who, when we were, when he, when Giroud was asked, we'd always have debates. I'd always say he wasn't the striker for, for us. Um, and I think, you know, proved correct considering the amount of goals that Aubameyang has scored since he kind of replaced him. Um, because the same January, obviously Giroud went to Chelsea. The issue with Giroud is the disparity between his very good performances and his very bad performances is so great that he doesn't warrant being a starting striker for prolonged periods of time. Because what you need from a striker throughout a season is to score consistently and not really have barren runs. Because if you do have barren runs, it can really, really impact how well a team does. And what he does, and I was actually looking at his stats all the way back till 2012, 2013. He has periods of club football where he doesn't score for a month, two months, two and a half, sometimes three months. And I think that's what's limited him from being a really, really good striker to a good striker. Is that fair? Yep. 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 Seems fair. Okay. Uh, I listen to. Old man FI, name the top three players that offer value in relation to in-play dividends. Consider the percentage yield. <sighs> Sugar, can you do that one? Uh, I usually have the data for that, but I'm not actually, I don't have it in front of me. And mm, I don't know the answer mm, to that. Mm, mm, um, hmm. In play dividends. Luis Suarez coming back from COVID potentially. Yeah. If you're trading purely from an in play dividend standpoint. Um, could Dimitri Payet go on a little bit of a run now? PB and in play dividend threat. Mm. Mm, let me think of a defender. Can I think of a defender? I can't really think of a defender. A goalkeeper? I can't really think of a goalkeeper. I guess Maratta's also in excellent form as well. Um, we've okay. been really. Uh, harsh on him having me on the podcast but he's he's done really well it's just some teams and some players just match don't they yeah it, 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 precisely um do, 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 do. we've got here daniel greenfield how will harlan's ability to climb fi right to the top be limited by the fact he may never appear at an international tournament number one daniel right, i'll jump in here they have a hell of a team coming along um, mm. And I think they will be at international tournaments, firstly. Secondly, if he's as good as we think he is and he continues to produce and grow, then he it won't matter that he's not at international tournaments yeah. because he will climb to the very top of a football index. Mm. Quite simply for me. F.I. Dunwell, your good friend from the Fig Discord. Oh, <laughs> yep, yep. Last mean? week's Figcast Extra was so good that it almost caused me a career-ending injury. Yeah, he's told me this. He's what happened? drama queen. Uh, carry on or, or what, what's, what's he got to say what himself? happened with his career injury so he's listening to us and apparently we inspired him so much he tried to do something and i can't remember the exact action but he kind so of some press like, ups. right i'm gonna do this now because i feel inspired by fig and panda and asp and he went to perform this action and he broke a metatarsal are you serious well he didn't he told me he broke a metatarsal oh and in fact he was fine in a couple of days 
Okay. Well, he said with a bit of time off coming up, he's got a bit yeah. of time off. Can you recommend the three best ever fit casts to listen to in order to pass some of the time? Oh, that's a good one, isn't it? I liked Sugar. Episode 100. Yeah. I like Dunwell's Listen Back to Himself. <laughs> uh, the one uh, with Lee B. Really good. Yeah, Lee B's is probably my favourite. I really liked uh, LL and Rob Cheezus. That time. was really good. There's been, there's, do you know what? There's been loads of good ones. Seb as well. Seb Wassell. Quality yeah. podcast, that one. I like Spoons. I liked, uh, I, to be honest, there are loads actually. Just go look at the top 10 on my website, done well, for fuck's sake, mate. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Go, go listen um, to some of those. You've got 10 episodes to crack through. Right. Uh, Gingdex is, it goes down the cheeky blue, blue lines here. Uh, I've been thinking about positional, positional changes this week. How many positions should a man aim for with a woman in one night? Now, <laughs> whether you can put a number on this or not, it's not for me to say, but unless you're getting three quarters of the way through the Karma Sutra, I'm afraid <laughs> you know, you're not up to scratch. So, uh, that I'd look at it through quality as well rather than quantity. Fucking hell. Uh, old, <laughs> old Man FI, Ronaldo yes. 9 or CR7? I know the right answer, so if you're wrong, I'll tell you. Well, well R9 had a higher peak, but CR7's had a better career. So R9 it on... was more talented, CR7. Correct. Is, like, the, is the correct I, answer. R9, R9 has 16 R9... Champions League goals. That's as many yeah. as Haaland. I'm drawing a graph here on my, on my letterhead paper, and... Like R9's career was shorter, but it reached a higher y-axis point. Like I what about that Ronaldo season where he scored forty-two oh, goals for Mid United? Look, listen, this is it again, isn't it? Like context and fine margins. I'm not saying CR7's shit or anything. Like that. <laughs> I'm talking like fine, fine margins. But I just think the peak of R9, the 2002 just... World Cup kind of well the, i'd no. say earlier for me when i saw but yeah 2002 was very good but he still had his injuries by then yeah so his peak levels to me were phenom like so just a fraction higher than cr7 okay. but cr7's done it for a longer duration so it depends on you know what, what your what your um what tickles your taste buds is that not right yeah. um fi run fat boy run is a hot dog a sandwich no next uh football index tw when will people start talking about Jao Felix the same way they talk about Sancho Mbappe Haaland? Well, outside of England, they already do. Yeah, I think they already do. And I think that, sadly, in terms of FI pricing, he might just require the contract to wound, wind down a little bit at Atletico. But they are talking they are talking about him in, in those levels, in a global European status. So I think he's there. I've got um, a really, really good quick fire one. Just quick sandwich, Go by on. the way. Just really quick. No. Why is... Is it not... Did you say no, sir? It's, it's not, not a sandwich. sandwich because... Um, it's just not a sandwich. A sandwich, in my head, I always think about starch. You need two pieces of starch. Yes, two pieces top of and bread bottom that like between a piece of meat. So if I was to get a hot dog roll, right, that's just one, and I was to cut it along the bottom to create two pieces of starch, then it would arguably be a sandwich. No, but then it would be a sausage sandwich. Exactly, a sandwich. Not, yeah, a sausage sandwich, not a yes. hot dog. Hot dog sandwich. Well, a sausage sandwich. Oh, yeah. I see what you've done there. Okay. See? Yeah, go on. What's your question? PMK from the Fig Discord. Quick fire three-year mm. holds. You know he's really tall, by the way. 6'7", apparently. 6'8", so he keeps six, telling six, me. 6'6", like Juan Martín del Potro. Right, go on. <laughs> Quick fire three-year holds. Mbappe or Haaland? Haaland. Bruno or Neymar? This is supposed to be quick fire. Come on. 
Sorry, Neymar. Uh, I would probably go Bruno. Kimmich or Trent? God, these are hard. Trent. Foden or Rashford? Foden. Okay. Sterling or Ronaldo? Oh, that's weird. <sighs> Sterling. Buendia or Ishmael Asar? Buendia. Buendia is a top quality footballer. Good, good footballer. All right, your turn. That was a good question, actually. Yeah, it was really good. Question of the day? Question of the day there for 6 or 7 PMK. The reason I'm struggling on that is because, again, this is what we're all tired of, right? I'm thinking, when's when's things going to change? I just, I don't know. We'll, we'll get our footing one day. But, you know, Foden, I think, will grow into that role at, at City and become quite dominant. But anyway, uh, last few here. Uh, what's your favourite bug? Oh, we've done that one, the fruit fly. Um what would have been a better way for me to spend 10,456 minutes this year listening to the Fig and Panda cast? Fucking hell, that's a lot of minutes. Yeah, what, you could have swum and had like lungs. Swum hu- for 10,000 yeah, minutes. <laughs> yeah, and just had huge lungs, like iron lungs. We could have called you Iron Lung Maximizer. <laughs> I don't uh, even know how you've come up with that. Uh, Geronimo15387 from the forum Discord. Yeah. Have uh, Fig or Panda had FI reach out this week for a one-to-one meeting with an account manager to discuss FI feedback? What would you want to tell them if given that opportunity? Um, Look at your data. Just, you know, you've got... I can just talk about it here as as a simple user of the product that loves it and wants to use it for the next decade. And I can tell you what I enjoy and what I don't enjoy. That's my experience. Obviously listen to other people's experiences, but you've got the data. I mean, I don't personally play IPD. Um, I think there's some issues with it, but if the data is telling you that it's profitable, it engages loads of customers, it retains them, then obviously that's a great thing for you. So I would just, you know, understand the data, look at what's, what's engaging people on match days and, and obviously retaining customers. Um, and you know, try and simplify and make the product very usable. Mm. I mean, yeah, high level stuff there. Of I mean, course, of I course, have more in depth discussions. Of with course, those that. conversations remain behind closed doors. Mm. Um, of course, as a classy I, gentleman would. Mm, like a kiss and tell, basically. Otherwise, <laughs> um, twelve to eighteen months. Oh, that's a boring question. Sorry, Frodo. Um, Frog from. It's not a boring your, question. Your I'm just tired. Yeah, how worried are you both about the introduction of IPOs to the platform with the quantity and quality of players to be added and how the that affects the value of the players we all hold? Frog, I'm worried. I am worried, Frog. Frog and I have been talking quite a bit recently. And uh, yeah, I, I'm concerned about that. I think it's a really delicate situation because on one hand, it's a real money driver and money spinner. And great, we all want more footballers on the platform. But this is why I was kind of upset with goalkeepers back in the day, because it's just spreading liquidity even thinner across more markets. If you think about each player as a tradable market or asset, you know, it's spreading that market cap thinner. So I am anxious about IPOs. And I think that is a very difficult decision when to bring them in. Um, If prices could be higher, then you could obviously launch them at a higher price and make more money. So difficult for them to know, you know, not certainly not, well, obviously not this year, Um, Let's see how January, February go. And then we can talk again, I think, on that. Hmm. Uh, we've got... Last a... one, please. Last one? Yeah, because I want to be an hour in and out nowadays. Well, we've got we've got a few, though. 
You said you told me you wanted to ask every single one. Yeah, I know, but then we witted on and we went. Tom Fennell on Twitter again. On a scale of 10 to 10, 10 being very good and 10 also being very good, how good is Harvey Elliott? Um, Well, he's given me no room for manoeuvre there. So obviously 10 or 10, I have to literally. Do you like him? I have to draw a line down the middle. I get to get rid of the zero and I have to go for a one. (laughs) Well, because what else can I do? He's not a 10. So, you know, I, but no, I do, I do like him, like him an awful lot. And there will be minutes there, I think, coming forward. I know some Liverpool fans are optimistic of an Mbappe or Sancho coming next summer, but I don't see it the way they structured the Yotta deal. And I think Harvey Elliott is next in line on that conveyor belt. And I think he'll play. So very good footballer. I'm a fan. Hi, chaps. This is from FI Spam, the best content creator on yeah, Football Yeah, he Index. is. He is. Hi, chaps. What do you believe is the biggest £50 million transfer flop? Uh someone's answered that for me probably Kepper it's Kepper or Eden Hazard probably <coughs> Eden Hazard or Kepper yes maybe Philip Coutinho though three good answers there or Usman uh, Dembele Usman Dembele quite yeah, a few very, lot, lots to pick from uh, this is F.I. Charlie Fred no not no 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 no, no. you don't think he's not Fred no 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 I think he's been far better than the others we named okay um, right F.I. Charlie says, I believe Mbappe and Neymar's contracts are up in 18 months. I believe that too, according to my wall chart here. In your opinion, (laughs) which one is most likely to leave, if any? Mbappe. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think they both could, but Mbappe is the one that they may struggle to keep if Real Madrid come knocking, because I think that deal has been in the pipeline, as I keep saying, from the Monaco days. But again, COVID and economy dependent. It'll be an awful lot of money. Mm. Jack Couchman here on Twitter. Can you ask oh, a list yes. of awkwardly named players that he always pronounces incorrectly just for my amusement? Thanks in advance. Um, he wants me to give you an awkwardly named player. Well, I don't pronounce that many things. For you do. You're awful. Awful <laughs> with your mother tongue. Is that the word? Like native I don't tongue? Know. I don't know. Um, but I'll tell you what here. Why is my Google messing up, right? You know, if you Google on your phone, it, it looks a certain way, right? And you get those like, let me just, hang on, look. What am I trying to say here? Right? Say I put bald footballers in or a question on Google. You use Google to help you? No, I've just said, let's just <laughs> hypothetically say that. I like it because you get these magnifying glasses pop up and you can kind of like open and see, I don't know, the best hits. Uh, this is really right, hard. Okay. But on my computer, I'm only getting like 2,000 results. I'm not getting, it doesn't look the same. What's I, going on with my I Google? I don't know how, what to say to you. Mate. How can I reset Google? But um, JAFI, know. taking Bayern, Munich and Liverpool as top two, who do yes. you think is the third best club in the world and, and who are the top five clubs in the world? For me, third best is Man City. I think that's quite easy. Um, I'm going to just check because I think I might forget if I don't look. So you think City, Liverpool, Munich? Are the top three, yeah. Um, Four and five are tough. There's just a bunch of them that are probably huddled together under there. Yeah, because Juventus under Pirlo have been not very good. Chelsea under Lampard are coming along, but not there. Yeah, Liverpool, City, Munich, and then I'll go for Atletico. Okay, I, I agree. I think they're still resilient, top of La Liga, playing well, not conceding many goals. So, yeah. Right, is that it? Um, you can throw any others if you can find them, but my eyes aren't hell, able to read them. Loads. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a tough one, mate. Come on. Um, update on the Panda Twenty from FPL. Not auditors anymore. Yeah. I've, um, 
Yeah, I've done some damage. I've ruffled some feathers. Um, I hear rumours that oh, you know, there's God, some other 20s one. being or 50s being created out there, but I'm <laughs> kind of just letting those now work and, and create their own lists. And um, mine is, you know, mine's here, but it, it's under wraps at the moment. We, we had a guy called Lewis Perry reach out and say that he's always wanted to ask a question, but he's always at work when you tweet. So I said to him, DM me and I've, I've, I'll reserve your slot. And I swear to you, I almost forgot to ask it. And he said, here is my question. As you discussed right. last week with Panda, PB needs changing. I was thinking, why is fantasy football so much more gripping than Football Index? In my opinion, it is anyway. How about they take a leaf from their book? For instance, you pick one player each weekend from each position, goalkeeper, defender, midfielder and forward. And if they get over a certain amount of score, say 200, you win some dividends. What are your thoughts about that? This seems like a pretty new user as well, Lewis Perry. It's quite interesting he says that because it's pretty much what we were discussing last week. Yeah. Wow. I um, mean, I'm all for that brainstorming type of thinking. Um, but the, the 200, that arbitrary number, needs to be ensured that it doesn't it, it, it doesn't reward mediocre performances and also it's not easy to hit so that it doesn't water yeah, down yeah. the volatility the, of the pricing too the much. the PB matrix as well, if people are still listening and they might not be at this stage of the show. But, <laughs> you know, I'm watching John Stones pop it back and forth to Diaz last Saturday. And like, is that really what we want to cheer? Does that really get your emotions going? Um, you know, I'm hoping my footballers get on the ball and pop a few passes off. Like, I just think that impact actions are, are lacking in their weight, but, you know, um, yeah, we'll revisit that another time. The market's stable. We've got some decent football on coming forward. It's fairly liquid, but we'll get there. Panda has successfully used entrance music. This is from Soxie FI to start I the Panda cast one. recently. Yep. How long until he has his own personalised entrance music is, insert outlandish adjective, show pony on the case? And if not, given his urban roots, can he look at any further than using Panda by designer, which would for sure get me sued? I don't think it would, would it? 15 seconds again? I don't... Th I, ca I can't use it as the start every single time. No, you can't, to be fair. 15 seconds of a random wrestling song under the copyright law is fine. If I start using that song every time, then yeah, we might be in trouble. But I will reach out to the pony who... Um, I actually think he actually reached out to me. Did he? Yeah, he reached out to me and I forgot to reply because we usually we had a good chat about the boxing last weekend. Um, so I need to ask him if he can set me up some music. I will do that. FI Headhunter, is it too easy to manipulate prices? Yes, but I don't know how you get around it. <sighs> I, I would say the same. Very difficult. Very difficult. I've spoke to someone that says very hard in the FX world. and said, Just sorry, I'm, it's bugging me. Jack Couchman, fucking reach out to me and tell me who I'm pronouncing incorrectly, all right? Yeah. I'm fuming, it's furious. Loads. It's been on my you mind get, for the last ten you get minutes. Loads wrong on the Hispanic J. Hotter, hot. Yeah, but now you're doing. We've it, already discussed you're... that my Spanish is superior to yours, and my Catalan is superior no. to yours. Your Catalan is better, but I remember it's very embarrassing when you. I was said, "Oh, Fig, what's ham in Spanish?" And you said, "Jamon." I said, "No." I, I said, didn't say with a J. I said, "Mate, come I said, on." Come on. And oh. you just thought, whoa. So <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> That was just a Whoa! Like I said, my eyes and my brain has just been opened, exploded yeah. by this fucking language, language this monochrome obese beast. <laughs> right. Oh, Duncan oh, Mabry actually on. following on from that. So come on. Oh, I need get, to talk to him. He lots of talk about manipulation. Is there anything FI can actually do about it? For example, how do you prove a spoof order, or do traders uh, just have to acknowledge it exists and trade with that yeah. in mind? I don't know because I haven't ever sat in the compliance world or looked at that behavior. I mean, look, you can look at trading patterns and you can maybe see 
obviously if orders are being placed consistently and withdrawn and then scooped up if they're buying in a very short period after uh, you can look at patterns is there a group of accounts with their user ids consistently buying and selling in sync with each other so i'm sure there are tools behind the scenes but you'd need a compliance expert and sadly i'm not a back office man i'm a front office wheeler and dealer so on that note yeah I think that's right. all we've got time for. I'm so tired. I was up early this morning at my local Nespresso boutique. So, uh, <laughs> oh, God, what did you get? I got a Virtuo Plus machine um, because I need a longer coffee in the morning. So I've got some new mugs and uh, yeah, I'm just getting a bit fed up with my old machine. So I've got a new machine. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. So all right, mate. I'm off. Europa League night. Take Europa care. League night, Arsenal 8. Um, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Have a great day. Hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Please leave us a review and also do the, the Spotify share thingy. Show us how much you've listened. That was fun. And uh, 81st most listened to or best podcast in, Incredible. in sports, in the whole of sports, not just soccer or football, sports. That's pretty impressive. Um, thank you very much for all the support on that. It's been a great 2020. Well, it hasn't actually, let's be honest, but um, the podcast has stood strong. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening once more. Have a great day, and we'll catch you for more Fidcast Extra, not Panicast next week.